welcome to Books the Podcast, the only podcast about books. I'm Tim. I'm Tom. And we are booksmen. Did you forget that for a minute? There was a pregnant pause there. I don't think so. I think we might have a bad connection. We're doing this remotely. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> or, not are you not sure there was about a 10 second long pause there. <laughs> Tom, uh, before we get to books, I have an mm-hmm. important hashtag suit squad <laughs> update. It's everything. Everybody's okay. been, uh, been waiting for this. Um, uh, you, ha- you had a surprise. I, I forgot about that. And the other day I was looking at the Patreon page. And I was like, oh, we got a lot of comments on this episode. It was just suit squad checking in. <laughs> <laughs> Tom it, the, and also people uh, playing the hashtag suit squad sweepstakes um, for a chance mm-hmm. to win the the <laughs> copy of the very book that I'm reading, 2001: uh-huh. A Space Odyssey by Arthur C. Clarke. The caveat being, um, it's going to have to be after I had to read the book first. The, the so caveat like, being, all the all the pages are stuck together. It's a very sexy book, Tom. It's a very <laughs> arousing book. Um, Tom? Well, that's what Arthur uh, C. Clarke was known for. Do you remember what the hashtag suit squad uh, sweepstakes was? Um, oh, the, the date that the suit would arrive. Because right. last episode, the suit had shipped, but not yet arrived. And it was kind of, you know, it was shipping, I believe, from China, right? Yes. So, you know, who knows how long it could take. Tim, I just got and, my uh, Irish passport. I'm, uh, I've am i been an Irish citizen, but now I have an Irish passport. And that was sitting at customs for literally a month right here in New York. So Really? What do they have to do at customs with that? Like, are they checking it for, like, making sure it's not smuggling in drugs in the passport? Yeah, I mean, I guess. it, And I was... Uh, it was literally in just like a regulation size envelope, not even like a big envelope, just a regular letter size envelope. And like from the Irish government too, right? Like it's not like it's not like it's, it's official business. Yeah. And it had a passport and like, uh, maybe one or two pieces of paper in it that were like, here's how to renew your passport when you need to. Yeah, and also uh, another paper saying, have you joined the hashtag suit squad sweepstakes yet? <laughs> wow, <laughs> even Tim the Irish government's suit- in on this now? Yeah, they're they're one of our and main how did they, uh, uh, Tim, boosters. I just told you that that the letter was sent, it had been sitting in uh, in customs for a month. How did they know? I know, it's a shame it got there too late for you to, to um, participate in the suit squad sweepstakes. Yeah, I bet I bet there's like a, an audience we could appeal to uh, just having a podcast complaining about how something from China got here right away. But a European piece of mail was held for a month. Yeah, well, that's not the show. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Tom, you're 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 mm. uh, you're stealing my thunder here because. Um, y- yeah, uh the the suit did arrive tom um mm-hmm. 
So, so it was. I got a shipping confirmation. I got one of those shipping conversation uh, confirmations where it's like uh, <laughs> <laughs> one of those shipping conversations. Like, how fast would you like it delivered? <laughs> no, they're like, hey, your your suit is shipping, or your package or, is shipping, or peanuts. And then, then you go in, and it's just like um, shipping oh, label we, created. They printed the label. Oh, yeah, boy. yeah, that's always like, a real pain in the tuchus. Yeah. And then no more information. And so I got this. This uh, So I was worried because June 25th is this wedding that I'm going to. You're going to it too. It's like, yeah. is the suit going to arrive in time? Wow. Tom, we well, recorded. Tim, now, now you've given out the date. People can scour the regional yeah. area and uh, we might we get should wedding encourage crashers. People, yeah, we should encourage people to crash. I'll give I mean, out the address next week. I, <laughs> I mean, I guess it's neither of our weddings. It's just the wedding of a very good friend. <laughs> Yeah, whatever. They, they've hired security, presumably. Um, Tom, uh, we recorded that episode where I announced the Suit Squad sweepstakes um, yeah. on May 25th. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the episode released on May 27th, two days later. The mm-hmm. suit arrived, arrived. Tom, I'm not drinking tonight and I still can't talk. <laughs> um, the suit arrived in between May 26th. My birthday. Um, Tim, that's the same day my passport got here. Wow. Maybe that's just the day that that U.S. Customs got their shit together. And somebody, maybe the boss had been on vacation and he came back and they were like, oh, we got to get all this mail out. (laughs) He's going to be so mad when the Postmaster General gets here. So, uh, congratulations to Thomas Wilson, Tom, the winner of the suits, hashtag suit squad sweepstakes. Um, he guessed May 30th, which okay. was, uh, which is very close. So Thomas, uh, you win. Mm-hmm. Now you get to choose. Do you want to receive the, uh, trade paperback of Arthur C. Clarke's 2001 A Space Odyssey or A Wrinkle? Do you want to go for the mystery prize? <laughs> Jesus. Tom, don't go for the mystery prize. Sound off in the comments. <laughs> Ooh, it might be something good. It might be something. It might be a uh, zonk. Is that what they called it? <laughs> oh, on a, 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 or a whammy. Let's make a deal. No, what is it? It's like a. Oh. I thought it was All just right. empty suitcases. No, sometimes it's like a, they showed they like it's like a donkey. <laughs> I I wouldn't put it past you to just send a listener of ours an empty box. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. Um Thomas dust sound off in the comments or DM. Um what would you like? No, sound off in the comments so everybody can see. And everybody else, yeah. give Thomas your thoughts. What yeah, could this give him what for? What could this uh mystery prize be? Yeah. But then it message us through Patreon with your address. Yeah, but not yet. First, you have to choose the thing. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I get it. Tom, who's running the hashtag sweepstakes? If he, probably me, ultimately. That's why I'm asking for these What do you mean? Because you're not going to, you're going to not send this stuff and then I'm going to have to send him something. Nah. We got this all mapped out, Tom. This has been in this has been in motion for for weeks. Now. I mean, if he want if he doesn't want the book and he wants the mystery prize, then he could send the address right now, right? Yeah, but uh, Tom, 
I'll run I'll run the mechanics of the gameplay here, Tom. You ever see the, right. things aren't always what they seem. You ever see the movie The Game? Tom, other Tom, don't go for that mystery prize. Tim, <laughs> Tim's Tim's bringing up the game. It's going to be some kind of uh he's going to try and uh gaslight you into thinking that your life isn't what it seems. Well, or you well, could just have a trade paperback. Tom, uh, I'm not mm-hmm. sure if you got the lesson from the game. Michael Douglas uh, I'm not sure at the if end you of that got movie. the memo. <laughs> uh, Tom, did you get the memo? Uh, Michael Douglas learned a lot about life in that movie. That's true. He wound up being better. Yeah. It was terrifying for a few weeks for him. But um, anyway. All right, Tom. Now that we've gotten mm. the thing that everybody was here for out of the way, um, probably the audience <laughs> is gone by now. So, do you have any anything you want to talk about before we get into the book? I mean, probably a lot of them right now are are canceling their Patreon memberships because they haven't. Uh, well, they I will win. say this: if you're still here, mm-hmm. the Suit Squad sweepstakes is uh, is just getting started. <laughs> so there might Tim, be a way. You... There might be a way to re-enter the game at some point. And is it going to involve taking a prize away from Tom, who just won a prize? His name is Thomas. Thomas? Um, no. He, uh, uh, Thomas. Us, us Thomases can call each other Tom. Yeah, I guess so. But I can't. That's a word that you guys have for y- each other. <laughs> exactly. Um. Don't worry about the mechanics of the game. I'm running. I'm running. <laughs> All I'm asking is, is I'm the is head of the reassure, squad. Reassure our kind patron Look, that they that their prize Thomas, was not going to be taken away Thomas from them. All Thomas has to do is say the word. Hey, I choose the trade paperback. I put that thing in the mail. Uh, in in a month when when I'm done with the when we're done recording these episodes, yeah, I was gonna say I, I was gonna do it tomorrow, <laughs> but, but I can't. I had to read the book, and you'd have to go buy another copy. <laughs> yeah, I'm not willing to do that. <laughs> I would send it to him, and then we just had to cancel the rest of this series. I'd be like, ah, or, or we it, got the gist. Let's watch the movie. <laughs> or he'd have to he'd have to send you book reports. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Well, maybe that's part of the mystery box, Tom. <laughs> maybe part of the mystery box is having to do work, having to do my work for me. Uh, Tim, I recent did I talk about the book I, that I just read that I didn't like? Um, maybe to me personally, I think maybe you did it on this show. Maybe we yeah, we shouldn't right, have been that... so drunk last week. <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, you can't go back in time. You can't change what's already happened. Uh, yeah, I was going to just talk about that. Uh, I'm watching Obi-Wan Kenobi on your Disney Plus account. Uh, nice. I love it so far. Even though uh, I'm not a big Star Wars fan, I like The Mandalorian a lot, and I like Ewan McGregor a lot, and I'm liking this show a lot so far. Uh, Ewan McGregor from the movie Train Spotting. Yep. He's playing a different character, though. He's playing Obi-Wan Kenobi from the movie Star Wars. Ah, Alec Guinness, right? Was that who it was? 
Yeah, but he's playing a younger version, a little bit younger yeah. version at but this like, point. But uh, like a little bit younger, but not as young as the last time he played him. Exactly. He's playing an in-between age. You ever watch Better Call Saul, Tom? No. You know what? And in fact, that's a show that uh, I'm... Uh, I. Now that like it's wrapping up and you know I can watch it all in one go without having to wait, uh, it's mm-hmm. it's on the list. Yeah, yeah just uh, something they do on that show. It's a prequel to Breaking Bad, um, right? But like a nice thing is that they don't try to like, um, you know, make everybody look D-H-M. younger than they are. Yeah, yeah. But also, the guy who plays uh, Mike in uh, Breaking Bad, you know, the <laughs> yeah. Only- he was already old during Breaking Bad. Exactly, like the the way, like the age that he was during Breaking like Bad. Bob now Odenkirk, he turned into like, like Bob. Yeah, Bob Odenkirk doesn't look that much different than he did ten years ago, right? Or in fact, like he might noticeable. look better. He he, you know, got in better shape, had a heart yeah. attack, and I bet if you, I bet if you like looked. You know, if you watched one of his early episodes of Breaking side Bad, you'd be side, like, oh, he's yeah. a lot more boyish. But, like, this Mike guy is, like, an old, mm-hmm. old man now. <laughs> and he, like, hunches around. He's like, rawr, rawr, rawr. his voice yeah. is, like, three octaves deeper than it was. And more, <laughs> it's uh-huh. like, huh, all right, well, we're just going to go with this. We're going to suspend disbelief. And I really, like, appreciate that rather than, like, having some CGI de-aging happening or some Irishman stuff yeah. where like, yeah. Well, I also feel like at a certain point, it's like kind of almost disrespectful to do that when it's, you know, it's one thing when it's like, all right, we need to have a flashback and it's 30 or 40 years. So we're going to de-age you. But to be like, we're going to have a flashback. It's seven years ago. <laughs> 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 but we need to use computers because, like, it, you got real old in those seven yeah. years. Yeah, he got he got really old, Tom. Uh, it's, it's that Albuquerque son that'll do it to you. Yeah, good show, Tom. Good show. Actually, this season has been anyway. Um, I've heard I've heard it's good. People say uh, it's as good or better than Breaking Bad. Yeah, um, Tom Michael McKeon's in it. Mm-hmm. Hey, we love him, don't we? We do. Um, Tom, I want to tell you about uh, part two of 2001, A Space Odyssey. Well, well the, Tim, for C. a second Clark. here, I thought this was TV shows, the podcast. I'm glad you're yeah, bringing no. us back on track. I'm glad you're bringing, you're bringing us back. back on track. Now I have a lot more faith that you're going to handle this contest just great. Tom, don't worry about it. Stop. <laughs> Is this keeping you up at Stop night or something? Stop jinxing me. <laughs> I'm doing a great job. Did you see how much engagement I got on that last post, Tom? You, I, I dare you. I, I challenge you to get that much engagement um, <laughs> on one of these on one of these Patreon episodes. I mean, we don't do need it? engagement on a Patreon. That doesn't. There's not like a Patreon algorithm. Maybe everybody loved it, and it was it was it, 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 it made them feel special. I'd rather have people sound off with meaningful comments in the comments. Well, all right. So, can you get them to do it? Uh, uh, say yeah, everybody Tim. write a poem about how you feel in the comments. <laughs> 
Uh, the only jokes I could think of were inappropriate, so I'm not going to make it. <laughs> Hashtag suit squad. Sound off in the comments. Tell Tom to go screw. Go screw, you <laughs> freaking killjoy. You, you tell me to go screw. I'll go into Patreon and have him charge you double this month. <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, do you remember what happened I'll, in part? I'll send a le- I'll send an email to Mister Patreon with a list. Please charge these people double. <laughs> Mister Patreon uh, has to comply. Um, the last I remember in the book, it was uh, it was it was a lot of monkey business, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> it was exclusively monkey business. <laughs> yeah, we we hadn't gotten to any people yet. Any people right. business. But what happened with the with the with the man let alone show man. business? Tom, what did they find? <laughs> the monolith. And what did the monolith do? It operated uh, them like puppets and did experiments, yes. but also uh, got like uh, instilled um, uh, skills Values. in them. Yeah, no skills. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> okay. And then it went away, and then uh, evolution happened, and those skills led to man's evolution. And then, Tom? So the idea being that the monolith is what turned uh, apes into man. Essentially. Yeah. Um, not single-handedly, right? There was still, like, evolution, but, like, gave but, them the but tools it, like, lit, to not- lit the fire. Exactly, and not the literal lit, fire, lit the, but lit the fire to show them how to light a fire. Exactly. <laughs> um, so now, Tom, we skip ahead to that year that we've been promised the whole time. Nineteen sixty-nine, the summer of love. It was sixty-eight, Tom. I think the summer of love, but um, uh, uh Tim, Tim, think about the numbers. Uh, which one makes more sense? <laughs> uh, it does make sense. Man, <sighs> when we were kids, people would, I mean, they think they still do. Kids still wear hats that say 69 on them, right? <laughs> kids wear hats that say 69 on them. <laughs> At what the hell are you talking they're like, about? They're like skateboarding hats that like say 69 on them. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, because I was at baseball camp one year, and I was like, what does that mean? And some was kid it explained it to me, but I still Mets? didn't understand. No. Tom. All right. I don't. They they must have <sighs> kept those. They they put those up on the top shelf. I could only see the uh, Big Johnson and co-ed naked shirts. Yeah, exactly. The family-friendly stuff. Um, yeah, and they were like, in the back, we have, we have hats that say 69. <laughs> They're behind oh, beads. Like, You're not allowed back there. <laughs> like a joke about it? No, it just says 69. It gets right out. It's it, They're real in your face. Yeah. Anyway, um, no, we skip ahead. I think it's 2001. It's what the book says. It's uh, Well, it well is, is there a space odyssey happening? That will tell us. Yeah, there is, but I'm not sure if there's even more of a space odyssey coming because uh, you'll see at the end this hit this hints at um, bigger things to come, which is a good thing okay. for a book to do to keep uh, having the plot get more exciting. Yeah, 
Is uh, uh, Radiohead's Kid A out? That came out around 2001, right? Yeah, I think so. Did it come in? I think it came out at the end of 2000, actually, right? Yeah, okay. But they'd still be listening to it in this book then, I presume. Yeah. Um, And they're all, uh, you know, messed up about the the (laughs) terrible attack on uh, American soil. Does uh the here's a good way you, sh- you could know if it was the right year? Does the chapter start like this? Do 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 do. That's how Kid A starts. So then you would know. Um, Kid A starts like this. Do 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 do. <laughs> All right. Well, that's enough of that, Tim. We'll, we're we're going to get a DMCA strike against us. Yeah, because we're so uh, <laughs> accurately replicating. Uh, yeah, the, the algorithms seminal. are going to be like they're gi- they're giving away free Radiohead songs on this podcast. Um, Tom, uh, you know what else starts off with? The film Vanilla Sky, starring Tom Cruise. Oh yeah. And then he's uh, running through Times Square. Where are all the people? Yeah. Hey, it's me, Tom Cruise. Normally yeah. I'm flocked by people when I go to places like Times Square. So we're introduced to Dr. Haywood Floyd. Um, uh, any, relation to, <laughs> any relation to Dr. <laughs> to Dr. Haywood Jablomi? <laughs> Yeah, is that why the name Haywood fell out of favor? <laughs> yeah, because that I have to imagine joke. Because <laughs> that's a, I mean, we as soon as I said the word Haywood, it was a race for the two of us to say the rest of it. Yeah, I mean, it's such a good because Jablomi is on its own. <laughs> Sounds like it could be a name. So somebody. <laughs> is that a real name? Is there like a Dennis Jablomi somewhere? Yeah, it sounds like it could be like Polish yeah. or something like yeah. uh, Eastern European. Yeah, Dennis yeah. Jablomi. <laughs> it still sounds dirty, actually. They they they, they changed it at Ellis Island from Would You Blow Me? All right, so he's a doctor, or mm. he's like a scientist. Um, yeah, and he is taking—he's embarking on a trip to the moon. Okay, a trip to the moon, you say? Um, and this book was written in what nineteen? I think it was published in nineteen sixty-eight. Yeah, um, so they were like, "Yeah, we're gonna keep going to the moon forever." Yeah, and you're thinking like, "Oh, is this like an Apollo mission or something?" Is mm-hmm. it? Tom, wait until you pleasure find out. Pleasure cruise? What's that? Is it a pleasure cruise? Kind of. I mean, it's or, it's like commercial air travel to buy, at this point. He, or is he just going there to buy cheese? No, Tom. You'll find out. Okay. But let me let me tell. Let me give you his stats. He's already been to mm-hmm. the moon three times. Okay, that's three. You know more than me. where he's been one time. His mother's house. Mars. Whoa. Um, cool. 
So anyway, he's on a top secret mission mm-hmm. of the utmost importance. You know who's sending him there? The president the, himself. The goddamned president of the United States. And who's the so, president? Is it George W. Bush? <laughs> Did uh, he get that right? It's actually Jeb Bush. Oh, it's Jeb. Yeah. yeah well, he was close. the favorite they, son. Yeah, close enough. Um, mm-hmm. So anyway, he he sees all these reporters there. The reporters all know him. He knows the reporters. They're palling around. They're like, oh, what are you going to the moon for? And he's like, I can't tell you that. You know that. And they try to like trick him into it. And he's like, all mm-hmm. right, no comment. And he leaves. But every time, everybody's in a good mood. Um. But uh, <laughs> well, I'm glad I'm glad to hear everybody was in a good mood. <laughs> but one of the reporters is kind of like, um, "Is it true that there's like a epidemic on the moon at our mm. moon colony there?" And then you, yeah. the reader, you're like, "There's a freaking colony on the moon!" You know, this is all being well, revealed it makes to sense you in a if very they've got like a uh, commercial air travel there. Yeah, you we. I jumped the gun on that one. We didn't. We didn't know that yet. Like for it's <laughs> right. it's kind of it's kind of like a a nice reveal where it's like, oh, this mm-hmm. guy seems like oh, he must be an astronaut and like really right. like one of the few people to ever do this. And then uh, so anyway, um, mm-hmm. so he's going there, and so we the reader we're like, man, there must be some some crazy epidemic or something going on in the mid. There's a quarantine there. Um, mm. We don't know what's going on. Um, there is quite a bit, Tom, of, yeah. uh, normally I don't like this stuff, um, mm. but I really got into it of, like, logistics of, like, how the space travel works, and, like, um, mm. the, he's on a plane alone, uh, that oh. takes off, um, there's a, a flight crew and, right. um, flight attendants, um and like pilot and a uh, pilot and a co-pilot but like it's just like remember um at certain points over the past couple of years when like the 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 airlines were all messed up and sometimes somebody would be like mm-hmm. I'm the only person on my flight yeah um mm-hmm. Dr. Haywood Floyd is like that on on this flight but like the flight attendants uh you know at certain points there's uh it, uh, they have like Velcro shoes going up and down so they can uh, uh, not be floating all over the place. Exactly. Yeah, that's there's, a pretty low tech solution to uh, to that, but I like it. Yeah. Um, th- there was like, they were like getting the food to stay down was actually uh, pretty simple. I forget how mm. they did that. Um, but uh, Vel- the only was thing that was annoying. It was Velcro. The only thing that was annoying was drinks, and Haywood uh, hated like uh, drinking out of pouches. Yeah, and stuff. like a Capri Sun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, the one well, thing they did get into what else are you the uh, do, Haywood, you're gonna get you're gonna get your drink all over the cabin if you don't have it in uh, some I kind know. of container like that. He understand. He's not like, no, let me drink out of a glass. <laughs> but he's just like, this is annoying. I don't like. This is the one thing I don't like about this. Tom, mm-hmm. guess what? When you gotta use there, <laughs> I, I, I wish I had underlined it, um, but I didn't want to uh, ruin the book for Thomas um, by mm-hmm. writing all over it. Um, the bathroom. Yeah. They, uh, is it one of those hoses you put on your butt to suck the poop no. out? 
Tom, I'll tell you this much. He goes yeah. in uh, to the bathroom. It's got like it's like a centrifuge thing. So like the bathroom itself oh, on the plane has some gravity spins and it's not a ton of gravity, but it's, it, I think he describes it as just to make sure things all move in the right direction, which is very important <laughs> right. in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> which I was like, yeah, I kind of like that. It's toilet humor. <laughs> I kind of like a spinning toilet. Yeah. Um, and I like it so even I, more if it's practical. Yeah. So, uh, he, uh, Arrives at Space Station One, mm-hmm. and then there's a whole uh, there's a whole thing about like uh, the docking procedure and stuff, um, which was mm-hmm. cool. At this point, I was like, "All right, dude, tell me what's going on in the mood." Like, <laughs> You're like, "All right, dude, I, I heard I about liked, the Velcro. I, I heard about the, the bathroom. I heard about, about how they get the steak to stay on the plate. That's that's fine." <laughs> but like at this point, like, yeah, I get it. There's an airlock in there, and I'm sure all of this is important later. Um, but mm. uh, it was like, "All right, is there is there an outbreak on the moon? Tell me more about the moon call." Uh, the colony. This is kind of like where I get into my well, Harry also, Potter thing, where it's like, tell me about the moon colony before you tell me about how the moon colony is all fucked up. Like, tell me about how it was when it operated normally. Yeah. Well, and you know, like a docking procedure that is an actual thing, but a spinning right. toilet in space—that's not a thing. So you want to hear about that? Exactly. Um. All right. So it's a. Uh, so the, he's at the space. Uh. Okay, this is one thing they got wrong, which is why I think they should take the book off the market. Um, <laughs> in this story, the USSR still exists. Right. Um, so that's unpatriotic to uh, to Americans <laughs> to, to, to imply to, that to that, put that idea out there. Yeah, so um, I'll be burning this book before sending it to Thomas. Um, mm. But uh, so he gets there... Uh, to the space station, which is a joint U.S. USSR um, space station, um, there okay. is this uh, one thing where, like, he goes through like there's like customs there on the space station, um, mm. and there's yeah, two entrances, and one says "Welcome to the U.S. section," and one says "Welcome to the Soviet section," and then uh, you have to have your passport, visa, medical certificate, transportation permit, and weight declaration ready to show them. Um, but this is nice. There was a rather pleasant <laughs> symbolism about the fact that as soon as they had passed through the barriers in either direction, um, either through the U.S. USSR or the Soviet, or, or, yeah. passengers were free to mix again. The division was purely for administrative purposes. So envisioning wow. a nicer, kinder future, Tom, where maybe yeah. we cooperated instead of fighting so much all the time <laughs> so you're you're wistful for a uh a present where the ussr still existed and we cooperated with them instead yeah i mean the way it works out in this book so is uh uh floyd uh sees He's just referred to as Floyd. I think Haywood. Arthur C. Clark didn't want you always thinking of the joke, <laughs> hey, would you blow me? So he's just like, we'll just call him Floyd from here on out. Um, right. But but he was dead set on like this character has to be named Haywood, though. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the name that they agreed on, Tom. You know, and the thing is, Haywood's not a bad name. 
It, it kind of yeah. rolls off the tongue, but you know. Do you think there was one guy answer. named Haywood alive in two thousand in the real two thousand one? Uh, probably, but I can I would bet money that there were no babies named Haywood in two thousand one. Yeah. I think all the other Haywoods probably got laughed out of town. <laughs> whenever whenever he introduced himself, everybody would giggle. He's like, "I'm gonna go live in the woods." Well, and also it's a. It's annoying. It's annoying uh, because they're they're just subjected to the same joke over and over again, which, yeah. to be fair, is funny the first you know even twenty times. But <laughs> I'm still laughing at it. I've heard it uh, dozens of times, Tom. But also, if your name is Haywood, you can't just go live in the forest because then you're just inviting different jokes about like, oh, Haywood, did you say Haywood uh, when you went into yeah. the forest? Saw the trees, yeah. Not so as funny of a joke. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, depends on how much you want to bully somebody named Haywood. <laughs> hey, is your name Haywood? Sound off in the comments. Hashtag Haywood. <laughs> Hashtag oh. Jablomi. <laughs> uh, he sees uh, a friend of his who is a Soviet scientist, um, Dmitry Moisevich. Um, okay. And he's like, ah, crap, this guy. And he's like, I like this guy a lot, but like, I have a secret that I can't tell him about what's going on yeah. on the moon because, like, look, U.S. and USSR are friendly right now, but not that friendly. So he comes There's up still and he's a like, little bit of a cold war. Yeah. And so he's just like, uh, so it's, uh, or, or maybe it's, not a cold war, but they're keeping information from each other. Yeah. Or it's just something like, um, th- yeah, as, as any, as any nation state would, right. um, for something that like clearly, uh, is an evolving situation mm-hmm. that nobody situation. really has a handle on. Right. Yeah. So, uh, keep it, keep it contained. The Soviet dude is like, hey, I hear that something's going on. Like, is there an outbreak there? I hear that there's a quarantine. Mm-hmm. And uh, Floyd was like, ah, yeah, I don't even know. I'm going up there. I, I think. And he's like floundering. And then the guy was like, do you does this have anything to do with TMA1? Mm. Um, and what's that? Well, we, the reader, were like, what the hell is TMA1? Jeepers creepers. Right. I, and I also, guess I'm going to have to read more. Yeah, and also uh, I should mention that part two of this uh, book that we're reading is called TMA1. Um, so <laughs> yep, at this I'm point- s- Tim's showing it like, to me. I'm thinking, well, that's the name of the whole part of this book. They're yeah, gonna, this is going to be, be a big deal. This is going to be great, yeah. Uh, so Floyd's uh, minder came over. He's like, oh, we got to take off now. And uh, he's like, oh, sorry, I got to go. Because, like, they're only on the space station uh, stopping on their way to the moon. Mm -hmm. Right. So he goes onto the thing, like, 20 minutes early just to get away from uh, Dimitri. Um, Mm -hmm. They have drinks. They're drinking uh, booze. Seems cool. Seems cool to be on official <laughs> business and just be like, I'm gonna d- drink some booze too. Yeah, um, I have to keep my wits about me, but I'm gonna drink some booze out of a Capri Sun. <laughs> he still has like I think like still like twenty hours or something to get to the moon, so they take off. Yeah. Um 
Well, that that's quick. I mean, when they were doing it in the 60s, it took uh, days. Yeah. Um, then he uh, it goes into a lot of detail about his news pad, where it was basically he could read any a newspaper from Earth on a on a screen, and all he had to do was type in the the code corresponding yeah. with the, each newspaper, and it was like it's hard to imagine anything uh, more high tech than this, and like the way they were describing it, it's like listen, asshole. Uh, an iPad's more high tech <laughs> than this, um, which is why yeah. they should pull this book from the shelves. They they got that wrong. <laughs> they didn't even predict the right. iPod, the iPad. Yeah, and also um, it's like uh, iPad's pretty boring compared to the idea of uh, taking a commercial flight to the moon. Yeah, exactly. Um, but they go like they went into that that news pad for a very long time. Um, I, I think that's a, a thing in the movie too, because I remember when the iPad came out, it was like, "Look, it looks like this thing from uh, 2001." Right. Well, we'll get to that time. We haven't seen the movie yet. I didn't. Jokes on you! I didn't even know there was a movie. <laughs> um. Okay. Now he's on the moon shuttle. He does that. Oh, I just told yeah. you about that. Um. Mm-hmm. Then they land on the moon. At the Clavius base. Moon Clavius base. base. Um, Clavius, 150 miles in diameter, is the second largest crater on the visible face of the moon. Uh, it is very old. Um, whatever. It's where they, they made their base. Um, yeah, yeah. They actually do do the thing that I wish... Um, that dastardly J.K. Rowling did when initially <laughs> describing Hogwarts, where it's like they explained everything, how this base operates um, in normal times, how they built it, all the technologies. And Tom, ironically, in this book, mm-hmm. they they point out that like um, since it's like uh, it's essentially underground, as I understand it, and they like kind of built everything, and they could mine all the elements from the moon rocks. So it's actually like a self-contained ecosystem, mm-hmm. but it was all from learnings um, that um, uh, the U.S. had learned. Um, during the cold war, like when they were like, had like missile silos in on the side of my mountains and stuff. Um, yeah. And basically says like, ah, that like, um, finally humanity had, had learned to like, um, be productive with stuff instead of, uh, using this Just knowledge for warfare. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it was kind of a hopeful view of the future, which I thought was nice. You know, we read so much dystopian shit. Um, on yeah. this show, where it's like, oh, it's mm-hmm. nice to to see something where it's gonna like a nice hopeful view of how we can work together. You know, they they found out recently that the surface of the moon has like uh, trapped oxygen in it. Oh, really? And apparently, it has enough oxygen trapped in it that it could supply the current population of Earth with oxygen for a hundred thousand years. <laughs> Whoa, really? Yeah, that's a lot of oxygen. I'd say that's enough oxygen that in that time we'd figure something else out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, let's go to the moon, Dom. Yeah. 
Just and you can just stick your. From what I understand, you can just stick your head in the dirt, start breathing. Hey, works for me, Tom. Um, <laughs> all right, so he meets uh two guys there, or a bunch of guys, but the the one guy is uh Ralph uh, Halverson, and he's like the head of the base, or like the base and the surrounding area for the base. Like he's he's like the head guy in charge there. Yeah, he's the head honcho. Um and then there's another guy um there's a doctor um who is a little uh uh a little a little rascal. <laughs> Dr. Roy Michaels, a grizzled little geophysicist uh whom Floyd knew from previous visits. Um Okay. All right. So anyway, Floyd goes into uh, the other guy's office before, and and uh, the other guy's like, "Look, man, like, uh, everybody here on this moon uh, colony is like mm-hmm. getting real apprehensive about like the 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 news blackout around what's going on here. They have family back yeah. on Earth. They they just want like, mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, I know. We just got to figure this stuff out. And then um, Ralph's uh, uh, daughter comes up and I didn't understand explain this to me so Floyd sees this little girl he's like mm. oh she seems to be about 8 years old okay and then he suddenly remembers oh no and he says I don't believe it to his friend when I came here last she was just a baby and then Halverson says yeah she had her fourth birthday last week Children grow fast in this low gravity, but they don't age so quickly. They'll live longer than we do. So she's four, but she looks eight, and she'll I'm live longer. Does, that it, does that mean she'll look like be- Mike from Breaking Bad by the end of uh, this book? <laughs> I'm guessing what they're meaning is uh, because there's less gravity, like you, the the kids born there are taller. Okay. But doesn't but don't look as old. They're just bigger. Okay. All right. I don't know. All that it's like I I I I was trying to wrap my head around this and then I was like Yeah. The takeaway is like things are weird there. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean that that's like a thing even nowadays with like the moon and Mars that basically people don't know, but there's a bunch of different hypotheses, hypotheses of like if a child's born in in a low gravity environment, what's going to happen to him? Right. I know that's a thing in um uh what's that other show? Uh, I can't think of it, but the, the another show where like they have like for people all mankind. No, not for all mankind. The one that uh, that was a sci-fi show and then went to Amazon because it was like uh, Bezos's favorite show. Uh, I don't know. I'll I'll think of it. But uh, Battlestar Galactica. No, it's not Battlestar, but it, it's something kind of similar. But it's like very uh, realistic, and that that's part of it. I believe that's like people that are born on the moon they can like really never go to. Um, Never go to Earth because, uh, you know, the, the Earth, the like 
atmosphere would just kind of crush them, the pressure. Right. Okay. Um, again, this is like such a, there was one paragraph out of the whole thing um, that I'd like <laughs> read 15 times. Um, the Expanse. That's the show I'm thinking of. Okay. Great. Um, Tom, mm-hmm. uh, there's some nice things about like. Uh, about me uh, in here? Yeah, uh, no, no. About Written into the, the margins by you before you sent the, it off to Thomas. <laughs> the pioneers, um, the restless adventure, uh, adventurers um, mm-hmm. that are, are populating the moon. But their tools would not be axe and gun and canoe and wagon. They would be nuclear power plant and, the, and plasma drive and hydroponic farm. The time was fast approaching when Earth, like all mothers must say farewell to her children. Mm. Anyway, okay. And, the, and they have to go live on the barren moon. <laughs> exactly. But it seems pretty cool. Like they have like, uh, you know, they've, they've recreated um, a lot of cool stuff from Earth there. Um, whatever. Um, look, uh, he goes to a briefing. Um, that squirrely little uh, doctor, Dr. Michaels, Basically, it's just like, all right, we uh, we discovered a disturbance when we were just doing a survey of like another crater mm-hmm. on the moon, um, and it's a uh, it was a magnetic anomaly, the Tycho T Y C H O Tycho Tycho magnetic anomaly one T M A one. Ah, there was just like. They said, it, like, they saw the activity and it looked like uh, there was just so much activity, concentrated magnetic activity in this one place. But they're like, something's so they got to be there. Yeah. And uh, everybody was worried that it was the Chinese uh, were doing mm. something there. Um, so they went out there and they started digging and they dig and dig. And guess what they found, Tom? A freaking uh, monolith. Coins. A monolith, oh. just like we saw the freaking ape men. Um, and right, they were like, but they, oh. didn't, they didn't know about that. Yeah, and they dated it based on like where it was underground because it was buried. Uh-huh. Uh, it's yeah. like 10 feet tall, I think like six feet wide, um, and just like a deep, deep black like shadow, you know, like uh, like they kept yeah. like describing it as like impossibly black. Um it has been there for three million years, they've decided. And they're just like, it That's was put there by somebody at some point. Um, mm-hmm. This is the first concrete proof of extraterrestrial life beyond uh, Earth. Earth. That. Uh, mm-hmm. So then they all decide, all right, we're going to go out there and we're going to see this thing for real. So they get in this uh, this mobile lab that they can all like live in and whatever. Um, I think it's like so, like, four like, hours an, away. like a moon RV, exactly. But it's bouncing along on the moon at fifty miles an hour. Um, wow! And everybody was just like, "This is crazy stuff." So then they got a, uh, they get there. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of discussion about how the 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 cars work or how the wheels mm. are made of, like what rubbers the wheels are made out of and stuff, and like. It's cool, um, but like I don't, I don't feel like I need to explain all that to you. Yeah, um, you should read this book. I think you'd yeah, really I like it. the detail in this book. Yeah, you already know it. <laughs> uh, anyway, I've already um, given a lot of thought into what kind of rubber wheels you should have on the moon. Yeah, 
I don't know if this is important, but they get there and they all mm. have to get into spacesuits um, to go like see it because it's out in the atmosphere. Yeah, like, no, it's I, not think, in the I think that is important, Tim. The moon has no atmosphere. If they didn't <laughs> no, do that, they'd die. That main guy, Halverson, who like oversees the base and surrounding area, uh-huh. he's like kind of pissy about it. And he's like, I don't put on spacesuits. Like he's like anti spacesuit, so he's like, I'm gonna stay back here. I'm not gonna go out there with you guys. So I feel like that's either gonna be a plot point or like I don't know. But everybody except mm-hmm. him goes out Um to to look at the monolith. You still there? I got you. Yes. Yeah, it's breaking up too much. Oh, now you're moving again. All right. Are we back? Oh, I can't hear you. I muted myself. Oh, now I can hear you. Okay, cool. Home stretch. <laughs> <laughs> they get out and they're like okay we're gonna look at this thing um they're also speculating there's a lot of speculation about like where it could have come from um Mm -hmm. but like i don't know again like we know it's gonna be aliens right because like uh right yeah because we we, because it because it would be a boring book if it wasn't exactly yeah oh no it's a hoax but these Good night, everybody. But these characters, they don't know they're in a book. Right. Uh, Yo, but so imagine they had... if Deadpool showed up and Deadpool did know. Tom, Deadpool on the moon? That's twisted as shit. <laughs> Yo, they got to make that movie. <laughs> I think they're trying to. <laughs> um. So anyway, they they've actually pulled it out of the ground for the first time and like put it up where they could actually get and like start examining yeah. it for for real. Mm. And the first time the sun rises over and uh hits the slab, the first time the yeah. the slab um uh there's a loud piercing noise in it, in everybody's uh like ear sets. Yeah, ear yeah. pieces. Everybody's like, ah, things got crazy. What'd you say? I'm sorry. Probably probably a bad sign. Yeah. Um, And then they take pictures of it, You never want a a monolith you find that's been buried for three million years for it to emit a piercing sound the first time sunlight hits it. Yeah. That's As true. a general rule. Um, but they all seem like, okay, but we'll also just like keep looking at this thing. And then like uh, keeps talking about how black it is. It's very, very black. <laughs> this yeah. thing, Tom, is black. Mm. It um, absorbs all light. Yeah. Um, they can't mention that enough. Okay. So anyway, then we cut to the last chapter in this in this uh, part. Um. Cuts to uh, this uh, cuts monitor. To Tim, Tim, there's a book. It's not cutting to anything. <laughs> there's uh, this little, uh, they call it a you deep space monitor. You read this book, right? <laughs> yeah, because Tom, apparently, um, 
people watch this movie and they're like, Mm-hmm. That movie was great. I don't know what the hell was going on. And then they read this book and yeah. they're like, oh, that's what's going on. <laughs> oh, I get it now. <laughs> like, uh, uh, like this is like a famously impenetrable movie, right? Where people are like, yeah. what the hell? It's basically like. Yeah, that's um, like the visuals are amazing, but you don't know what the heck's happening and it's very long. Yeah. And it's so funny to me that like there was a book that was written concurrently with it like that they like kind of fed off each other that like explains everything like this is a very very straightforward story right now (laughs) um anyway it cuts the next chapter is about um (laughs) a deep space monitor that uh is a hundred million miles from earth um and like they sent out a bunch of these monitors um uh, and it was like a number of different countries worked on it together um, mm. to just kind of like gather information Monitor and things. send back. Yeah, exactly. Um, so this is one that's very far away and uh, it uh, recorded an unnatural disturbance. Um, and then other ones uh, mm. captured it. And then there was a, it, they sent it back to Earth, like it took like a couple days or whatever. And then somebody uh, on Earth who's, like, monitoring this stuff saw the disturbance. Saw what? Saw what? Okay. Mm-hmm. Examined it more closely and discovered an energy pattern mm. racing away from the moon. And they said, like, like in a straight line um, oh, and headed okay. out. So, so the monolith is sending some kind of a signal. Yeah, to the far reaches of appear. the universe. Yeah. Pretty cool, huh, Tom? <laughs> uh, you say cool, I say potentially terrifying. Sure. Depends However, on who it's sending that signal to. Yeah. Um, you know, probably the aliens. But um, I don't know, now we're getting somewhere. And Tom, keep in mind, none of this ever happened. This is a, this is a work of fiction. So well, you don't have to get too so says So says you. We don't know. He didn't want you to freak out. Yeah. I mean, Arthur C. Clarke, who knows if he was working with uh, Stanley Kubrick on faking the moon landing in the first place. And then this is just a real account of everything that happened afterwards. This is true. Okay. Well, anyway, Tom. <laughs> well, I'm I really glad to hear you're book. enjoying the science fiction book. Tom, I love it. I can't get enough of this thing. Even if I didn't well, have to at this point, even if <laughs> books the podcast got canceled this week <laughs> for something that you said, um, uh, or did, I would, I would keep reading this book. I want to know how wow. it ends. Are you still going to send it to Thomas if he wants it? Yes, of course. But Thomas or, should know that he also has the option to go for the mystery box um <laughs> which could pay off dividends or you know i mean it's not going to be nothing if he takes the mystery box <laughs> it's not going to be like oh guess what what you get is uh nothing. will it will it, well, it might be a value? turd <laughs> okay well i guess that answers my question i was gonna <laughs> was say will it have Will it have value equal to or greater than uh, a trade paperback copy of 2001? Tom, I was kidding about the Mm -hmm. turd. Um, 
Yes. Um, it will be, and that's and a good I don't, question. I don't want to hear some explanation about how, like, this turd's worth $10. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, this book was uh, $8.99 U.S. Um, all right. So, yes, the mystery box item mm-hmm. is at least as valuable from a monetary perspective, valued at some point. Right. Well, if it's at if, some point, <laughs> is this something that's some gone point, down in value? Do you have what what it is in your mind, or are you just trying to set up guidelines here? No, no, I have what Tom the mystery box. Okay, it's Tom, already packed and ready to go. These accusations that I'm just mm-hmm. like flying by the seat of my pants. It's outrageous. Yeah, you've you've got a plan. I've got a plan, Tom. I'm running the sweepstakes here. I gotta. This guy, you know how many hoops you gotta jump through to get this kind of stuff certified. <laughs> yeah, later, later tonight you'll be desperately scooping a turd out of a box. <laughs> <laughs> Choice is up to you, Thomas. Sound off in the comments, hey, and everybody else. Give Thomas some advice. I'm sure he's 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 very torn at the moment. Not sure what to do. Yeah, yeah. Try and steer him one way or another. Does he have a deadline? Does he does he have to figure out in the next uh, a week or two? Yeah, by Thursday. Yeah, by Thursday, June ninth. Um, okay. And if not, no big deal. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, hey, they can extend that deadline. I'm not. I'm not saying he has to listen to the episode right away. Yeah. Well, Tim, and, uh, if, gl- and if I really wanted him to stick to that deadline, I should have said it early. I shouldn't have waited like an hour into the episode to say. It. Well, you want to make sure he's listening to the episode. Yeah, that's true. You know, before he makes a decision about whether he wants this book or not, he's got to hear <laughs> the book explained in detail. <laughs> that's true alright well sound uh, off in the comments hashtag suit squad write a poem for Tom about all your feelings and make it real meaningful mm-hmm. and then also let Thomas know uh, if if you think he should take Tim's uh, dog-eared copy of 2001 or uh, the mystery box yeah alright well thank you for being patrons we love the, you very the mystery much. box valued at eight ninety nine or more yeah, I mean, look, in anything, uh, yeah, don't worry about it. I don't want to say too much. Um, <laughs> okay. Everybody loves the sweepstakes. Everybody loves hashtag suit squad. <laughs> um, tell your friends. Um, the suit has arrived. Rejoice. Maybe I'll post a picture <laughs> of me in the suit at some point. <laughs> uh, Patreon exclusive. Yeah, model the suit. All right. Um, We love you very much. Uh, We'll see you next week. Bye.